0: Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss the band, Boston's 1976 debut self-titled album, Boston.
1: Hey, it's Jim. And it's George from the Crispy Coated Robots. We're back, back with a vengeance this week. And we got our albums. We got one from the 70s. George
2: is a little rough condition, but hey, you know what? You kept it all these years, and I definitely still yeah, you, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It is Boston, 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 Boston. The band, and I say that with uh, you know quotation marks. The mm-hmm. band Boston, and tell them why, George.
1: Well, because they weren't really a band at the beginning. Uh, so what happens is, and we'll we'll get more into this. They recorded. Uh, the guitarist, uh, songwriter, recorded these songs that we're about to listen to in a basement in his home in Boston. Uh, oddly enough, Boston.
2: Boston, yeah.
1: Uh, and the record company never knew that it wasn't a full band. And then when it was time to, to promote the album, to tour, he assembled a band. So pretty sneaky there. Yeah,
2: pretty sneaky there, Tom.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tom Schultz, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what we're talking about. So in the late 1960s, Tom Schultz, he was attending MIT okay, before he, uh, I, and he was writing music, you know, in, in the background, but he graduated with his master's degree and he went to work for the Polaroid uh Corporation, uh, in the product development division. And so by night he played keyboards, you know, and other bands, um, bar bands really in the club scene. And, uh, he collaborated, um, you know, with keyboardists and drummers and, and everything. And, uh, Anyway, he just he did all this just kind of as a hobby, if you will, and um, but um, we're we're gonna check out some of his songs here in a minute. The uh, Boston sound it it just combines these giant melodic hooks. You'd never believe that it it's you know just in somebody's basement, if you will, and just uh, classically inspired guitar parts and things. A uh, few industry insiders, though, at the time, Jim they didn't think a, a guitar heavy rock they thought that was kind of on the way out all that yeah, zeppelin yeah. stuff because disco at the time uh that this was uh, coming out it ruled the airwaves uh but the album upon its release uh literally within 30 days uh was certified gold uh meaning that it sold over five hundred thousand copies and then less than six months later it had jumped all the way up to two million copies Making it the the fastest-selling debut album in, in rock history. So. It's,
2: it's amazing kind of coming from the uh, the scene before it, like you said, with the lep, the Zeppelins and the Jimi Hendrix and people going to shows and discovering artists, and that was kind of how it was done. You had a AR person, oh, I, if I saw the do- doors at the rock scene. Right. You know, this is how people were discovered. And you have this guy who's uh, basically a genius, uh, who knows the, oh, yeah. the equipment, is able to do this, in his basement, and I got to give him a shout out too. He came up with something that I always wanted in the '80s and never got. Rockman. It was a Rockman. Yeah. It was called. It was a, basically a Walkman for people who played guitar. Yeah. Uh, you can I play remember. along with it, and, and uh, so the guy's a genius. He does this in his uh, basement, like George said, and in '76 he has a hit with more than a feeling that that explodes all over the radio. Oh yeah. And I mean, just just now from the. The guitar part, and I love. Here's what I used to love doing. This is one of the songs I knew how to play. At the beginning of a uh, George, I would go into H and H Music or someplace. Oh, where, and play it where I couldn't, <laughs> where I couldn't like afford the guitar, and I always pick up the the best uh, twelve string, uh, the best twelve string that was in tune, and I'd play those opening chords, which was like you know a, a version of D C and G. Yeah, and I'd be yeah, impressive, classic. like wow, it sounds just like more than a
1: feeling. Yeah, and the, <laughs> you know it took him five years to complete it. It, it, it was one of uh, six songs five of which eventually appear on this album uh that he started working on back in 1974 and 75 uh and it's it was the number one uh, it was the first single okay and named 39th best hard rock song of all time by uh vh1 uh but uh and we guys got to mention to tom uh, is an amazing musician, but he didn't
2: consider so, himself. He not a singer, so he had to get uh, call his friend Brad Delp to sing the uh, the very memorable uh, uh, vocal that ended up being a big part of the Boston sound. Oh yeah, that without a doubt, without a doubt. So here it is, more than a feeling, as the crispy coated robots listen to Boston, Boston.
0: The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect, and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously what did you expect? Now on with the show.
2: So, you feel like you're back in middle school, George. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> just it It's just so, so good. And that hand clap, little backup, mm. the soaring bow. I close my eyes and I zip the way. Yeah. Good still, stuff. You know, it still works. It still works. You can't not tap your foot to to that when that comes around well
2: the so. great thing about this album too is he was no one hit wonder it wasn't one of those albums in the 70s where you the, the title track let it off right and you, were, you had filler the you rest of the way you keep
1: saying title track the name of the album is Boston
2: no I'm saying the first track I'm the saying, first, well the first track is the hit and you usually have them, they have the first track be the hit right and the rest would be filler, and you—they got you, they got your money. But, yeah, but you, yeah, it, it fell goes, for
1: that a lot of times. It goes yeah. straight
2: into "Peace of Mind," which was a hit in itself.
1: Yeah, so buckle up, Jim. Guitar World magazine—they selected "Peace of Mind" as as one of their fifty greatest rock songs of all time. And keep in mind, like I said before, he was working at Polaroid, and his superiors and their lack of interest and in client—he didn't. Aspire to climb the corporate ladder, okay? But everybody else around him did. I really like how these lyrics address that, and and they're very uh have a positive message for people to look past their mundane life, and you know find something that makes you happy and deeper meaning. So, I'm ready if you are for peace of mind. For peace of mind. Here it is. It's the Crispy
0: Coded Robots. Listen to Boston. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once
2: again. All right, we are back from mm-hmm. peace of mind. Are you okay? You got your chakras all together there, George?
1: Yeah, yeah. It just, uh, you know, a, another amazing tune, free-willing riff, and just the dazzling vocal harmony. It's almost like you, if you had Led Zeppelin. But the Beach Boys were singing the harmonies. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah.
1: Um, but I uh, understand about indecision. I don't care if I live behind. That's good. Yeah. think Very it uplifting.
2: Is, and it really does, since this dominated radio so much back in the day, once the, the hits started uh, coming on there, it, it just reminds me of a time. It just takes me back there Immediately, just the whole sound of Boston. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, this was their third single. Peace of Mind was the third single off the off the album. So
2: now this is uh, this is next song. You uh, know your keyboardist. so okay. I know you
1: love it. I'm just gonna say um, this is it. one of my. I really do. You love Usually it. I get turned off a little bit by flashy keyboard, but uh, this is based on a Hammond B three organ riff, uh, and it's this just very tastefully done i'm gonna say uh uh riff that goes into long time and uh foreplay the the song you the, the intro i love it <laughs> uh there are you happy uh it was the first piece of music he ever wrote back in 1969 oh wow so um uh, and he the first time he ever recorded it was on a little two-track machine like we said in his basement, but, but uh yeah, it's good, and, and then it goes very nicely, dovetails into long time. So, long
2: time, coming yeah. in with a nice kind of uh, the heavy guitar fading into the song, which yeah. is pretty amazing. And I have a personal connection to long time, which I'll share with you after we listen to foreplay and long time as the Crispy Coat Robots listen to Boston. Do it, Jim. Oh, don't blow my tees.
0: Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George.
2: All right,
1: so there it is. There, Yes, that you know that to me, that's their flagship song. If if I could only have one song to introduce somebody really? to Boston, more than more than a feeling, it it would be yeah, I, I think so because I just it's so good. You know, I saw him in 2016, and this song was even better. live. Oh wow, it, wow. it was so good. And so,
2: sadly, uh, Brad Delp has passed away. Was that with Brad Delp, or was that after?
1: No, uh, they actually. Uh, so unfortunately, Brad Delp he, uh, took his own life in 2007. Okay. He had left a note just saying that he was a lonely soul and, uh, you know, he, he had actually multiple attempts, uh, and, you know, finally succeeded. But, uh, so that, that was the tragedy. Um, so in honor of him, uh, in remembrance of him, they, they did a a concert come together, a tribute to Brad Delp, in 2007, okay? And the concert, there were a bunch of bands there, okay? Uh, and the the current version of Boston played uh, at that. And they had uh, Michael Sweet of, of Striper. I know you know Michael Sweet. Uh, he he sang some songs. Curly Smith uh, was a former band member. And Kimberly uh, Dom Dome, I think. Uh, but there was a Boston fan from North Carolina named Tommy uh, DiCarlo. And he was chosen to sing a, a song, one of the, the performances, because and this is going to take us way back. He did uh, cover songs on MySpace. Oh wow! And okay. somebody came across it. His daughter actually convinced him to post, you know, songs. But he had he had uh, made kind of a, a an emotional written an emotional song about his favorite vocalist, uh, who had passed away at age fifty five, and. So they, they heard it and, uh, they invited him to do this concert and that's, he's actually in the band now, Tommy DiCarlo. And that's who I saw. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you, Jim, if you close your eyes while this guy is singing, you cannot tell the difference. Now I will critique his stage presence. Yeah. He just kind of stands there. He doesn't really get into it, but I'm okay with that because the, you know, the rest of the band is, is jumping around and everything, but, uh. It is impeccable and uncanny how good his voice and how much his voice uh, sounds like dealt. Uh, but amazing. That, but that's who I, I saw in uh, 2006.
2: Wow. And uh, this song, like I said, has a personal connection with me because uh, back when I graduated, it was uh, about 10 years after the song came out, and uh, we had... Ch- uh, <laughs> We had uh, our class song was at the time. That's what friends are for. Oh,
1: sorry. Well, Ours was, was Rubicon.
2: Well, <laughs> awful. Well, there was a, a major boycott, major backlash by the end of the year, and people started doing this grassroots campaign. Like, let's change it to Boston's long time. Let's change it to Boston's long time. Well, did you succeed? Well, the uh, revolution worked. and uh that this is my class song so it still doesn't make any sense as a class song but it's (laughs) you know like it's it's a better song it's a long time i guess i should be going so it's like the long time we spent together in high school i don't understand but it's it's cooler sounding than that's what friends are for so
1: without a doubt good (laughs) good for y'all that inside one though there are only three breaks on on the the first side we're we're moving to the second side jim already as we start with
0: rock and roll band everybody oh
1: yeah yep
2: sounds just like that too on the so
1: this is the song that uh paul aaron uh played for charlie mckenzie to kind of promote the band uh so they they were an unnamed band at that time and like we said they weren't really a band uh but shortly after they they signed them uh, and became their band managers. So how did that work? So they
2: sent it to the the the, the scout, like then he kind they, of played it for the. Record they got game? it
1: in the hands of Paul Aaron, and um, and then he was like, "Man, this is amazing! Yeah. You know, and forget all that disco stuff. This is where it's at." And uh, saw that it, it, you know, this was marketable, and uh, just off of this this one song, and this was another one of those uh, early recordings that that he had made um but uh you know we're just another band out of boston which they weren't
2: we're just another band out of boston
1: what's the next line <laughs>
2: Uh, we once stopped and got some food, and then we
1: got in our van. <laughs> yeah, and we those, those the are the venue. those are the secret lyrics and then that I yeah, show, not yeah, yeah. and roll band. But uh, it, it's very infectious. A little cheesy with the fake crowd sounds, but you know, again, it gets it's fun. It's, it's just fun time. rock and roll, and it's. Um, you know, you don't have to think too much about what's going on here. It's just, so let's, let's just go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go to the rock right. and roll
2: band as we listen to Boston here as the Crispy Coat of Robots listen to the debut album.
0: It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again.
1: All right, there you go. Yep, one of the biggest rock anthems of the 70s, rock without and a doubt. Roll band. So I mean uh,
2: have you ever wanted to like did that ever inspire you to get in a rock and roll band?
1: Okay, you remember Richard Lincoln? Yes, yeah. a friend of ours, he he played drums in, in a band we were in. Uh he actually moved to Boston. <laughs> so I don't be in I Boston? don't I don't think that it was because of this. I just r- realized. Uh but that song I think that got him into music. It did not get me into music, but Richard Lincoln the drummer, uh wherever you are, brother, I love you. Um but um uh, I, he, because I mean, he was like, "Man, that's so cool!" And I don't, I think he thought the audience was real—that it was really happening. <laughs> that they actually recorded it. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, doesn't that make the hairs on on your neck stand up? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good song, man. I like it. I really like it. You know, but no, man, it's you know that's that's what we got to do. You know,
2: <laughs> but this next song we're about to play, this got you into recreational drugs, right? So
1: <laughs> Actually, the the song originally was called "Shaking."
2: Shaken, okay. Shaken, yeah. So they they why well, they changed the smoke to be more cool?
1: I you know, I don't know. Maybe Eddie Money Shaken got there first. I, no, 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 no. It did. <laughs> it did not. No, I d I don't know. It was released as uh the B side to the band's first single, More More Than a Feelin'. So it's uh it's it's one of the only uh two songs on this record that uh Schultz uh didn't write alone, but he actually collaborated uh with uh Brad Delp. So Smoking. One of my all-time favorite organ solos, though, which is saying a lot.
2: Yeah, because you are very picky.
1: I am a snob when it comes to keyboard. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, snobby George, listen to this. Yeah. It's
0: smoking Boston. and is- It is.
1: It is smoking.
2: <laughs> Crispy Coated Robots, listen to Boston.
0: Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George,
2: and we're back as snob- well. all right, snobby George <laughs> is a, a well, all right. He's excited with that uh, keyboard solo. So, but he's we're back here. Yeah. Crispy because Robots listen to Boston, and we're almost. Uh, we got three songs away from finishing. Yeah. This you thing. know
1: that last one though. Uh, Schultz said that he, you know, was kind of doing a ZZ Top boogie, and and I, I can hear that in there. Yeah, it's got a
2: nice little groove yeah. to it. Yeah, uh, we're up to hitch a ride. Hitch a ride.
1: Originally called San Francisco Day. So on the Early, early demo thing that he made. Uh, it was San Francisco Day.
2: Any reason why?
1: Uh, no, I like Hitch a Ride definitely better. Maybe just because i that's what I know it as. But it yeah. start, starts off a nice change of pace. Uh, kind of rewards the listener for all the rocking they've been put through. Uh, kind of starts off a, a little differently, but then not for very long. It's going to switch. Spoiler.
2: Full Boston mode. So here's yeah. Hitch
1: a Ride as the Crispy Coda Robots listen to Boston.
0: You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again.
2: Oh, yeah. George just put his thumb down. He's back from the ride. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's, (laughs) hitched a ride. He's he's hitched it already. You know, To
1: to create that special effect on the the organ solo, Schultz slowed down. Talking about thumbs, he slowed down the recording physically with with his finger uh, to get that kind of warbly uh, sound. Pretty cool.
2: Pretty cool. So something about you is the next track. And something about you, George, wants to talk about something about you. So go ahead.
1: So again, different title originally. It was called Life Isn't Easy. And it was also (laughs) written around 1975. Uh, Tune kind of, I like this one. It starts in a a dark minor key before shifting into that, that standard Boston sound. So I'm ready if you are. Let's do it.
0: Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. All
2: right, Crispy Coda Robots, listen to Boston. That was Something About You, and we are on to our final song. Track
0: um, number
1: eight, track number five, uh, Let Me Take You Home Tonight. Uh, And admittedly, this isn't, as a closer, it's not as powerful as uh, side one uh, or some of the tracks on side two. But, you know, by the time we make it to this point, I'm already a Boston convert. Uh, So it's like... Uh, even though it's not as strong, it's it's still good, and you can definitely see why this album is number forty three on in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of the definitive uh, two hundred list. So it is so you're, it is good stuff.
2: So that's kind of like a mixed compliment. It's you know, the uh, the song is halfway is is not a good closer. You're saying so they should have ended with something more powerful.
1: I really, honestly, um, when the first time I listened to this. Mm-hmm. I thought there would be another song where they're like, oh, you know, this we're just going to burn the walls down yeah, with this one. Yeah. And and they take a different approach, which, again, I don't mind because I'm like, okay, you know, you, you've you done your job. You've rocked me out. Uh, so, you know, I, I just kind of, they zig when I thought they would have zagged, uh, so to speak.
2: Okay, so let me take you home
0: tonight. Boston, the final song from Boston. This should be the last time that you have to pause this, I promise. And now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. Woo!
2: Man, yep. what an album. It's, uh, like you said, what was it, 43 on the classic realms of all time? Or so,
1: something? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, out of their definitive 200, this is number 43. So this is... that's, uh, that's For a debut album. For a debut album from a band that is not even a band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't a band, so so, and then uh, later, of
2: course, they had hits. uh, Oh yeah, Don't Look Back was the, I guess, the second album, and that was a hit
1: from there. Yeah, that was the one where the uh, guitar spaceship is on the planet, the crystal planet thing. And you're an art guy. Were you? Did you like
2: their covers and spaceships? Oh, they were crazy. I
1: remember where I lived, Afton Village, when I saw somebody wearing a Boston T-shirt for the first time, and I realized. The, the image is you have these three spaceships and, and the Earth is exploding because, of course, it's exploding. Uh, but you see these spaceships leaving the Earth and it is the skyline in a bubble of the city of Boston in an overturned guitar. And uh, and they, they stick with that image for, for many albums. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know. But an but, uh, uh, amazing thing, the band
2: takes a huge break. I mean, they basically are gone for a while and they come back with their third album and have like three third f- stage. Yeah. They yep. have like three or four hits off that too. Usually yep. when you take a, a break that long, it's a testament to the band and the sound of the band. I think people were itching
1: for that Boston third album. That's yeah. Uh, and to talk about those other albums, what's funny is, well, this is a great album. You, the to me, a lot of those songs are interchangeable. You could take songs from later albums. Yeah, you
2: can take cooler the engines and put it on this album and you would be like Yeah, oh, and, it. and it
1: would fit. Yeah. You know, and that's uh the only other band that I know that, that can do that kind of thing was Van Halen up until the nineteen eighty four album. Oh yeah, I'm just saying where yeah, you yeah. can just women and children first, you could plug that on. Jamie's songs.
2: Crying could have been on the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. So
1: you have that again here with, with Boston where their songs uh not that they're sounding the same every time but they're they grow style right yeah so it's not like the beatles where meet the beatles and then yeah start abbey road or abbey road Yeah, abbey yeah. Ro- yeah uh, it just so it's 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 really interesting but great album solid through and through well done mr Scholes. Yeah. give you a little And we thank you for listening
2: uh, to our show. Uh, And we sure appreciate it if you want to check out our website, too. We have uh, merch and everything there. If you want to get socks with our pictures on it or uh, (laughs) uh, T-shirts, crispycoderobots.com. And if you want to reach us, maybe suggest an album. Yeah, and check
1: out the... uh, Crispycoderrobots at gmail.com. Yeah, Yeah. sorry about that. Uh, I got excited. Uh, We have a weekly podcast. That's what I'm so excited about. Uh, Every Tuesday, uh, we talk about like top five lists of uh different uh, things that are important to our culture and society uh, that we're sending into the future yes to prevent the nuclear war to come so uh check it's us important, out important stuff yeah yep and uh in the meantime we'll see you next week
0: uh, be kind be well and uh, find a way to invest yourself in other people's lives be good this program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy-coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available, because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong, and all the parts that you liked, in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally... Be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.